Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. Good evening, Coach. Good evening. Well, I bet uh, you like these happier shows when Arkansas wins a couple games. You get to talk about that. What did you think of uh, Nick Smith Jr. last night? Oh, he did. He's big. I'm glad that he's ready. He's ready to play. <laughs> uh, you know, he, I, I say he's got the freshest legs out there among anyone, and, and because of his ability to play with those fresh legs, man, he could be quite a weapon. Quite a weapon. One of the things that's impressive we haven't talked that much about is when he penetrates, how quickly he releases the ball. Uh, you, you can't block his shot because he's about the time you think he's going to shoot, he's already shot it. Did, did you did you see what a quick shot he had last night? Yeah. I mean, I think he's got that kind of a shot every night he plays. You know, yeah. he's uh, he's very gifted, very talented, and and uh, in, in and to release the ball the way he released it, just about the same every single time. I mean, he, it, it's it's got a chance. Every every shot he takes got a chance. Even a bad shot's got a chance with him. How much better did he make everybody else? Well, you know, there are some players that are just prone to make other players better. But I, I think the Smith is, is the kind of player that not only is he better when he's playing great, but all about everybody around him becomes a lot better because there's a lot of confidence in what he can and cannot do. And there's not very many cannot that he can't do. So it makes makes everybody, guys who are sitting on the sideline, don't even have to play, should get credit also because they have to work out against him from time to time when he was available. Well, Coach, I've, I've heard many a coach – shout, stomp their foot, wave their arms, move, move. You know, it's funny with, with uh, Nick Smith Jr., uh, if you don't move as a teammate, Nick's going to run over you because he probably never stops. I don't. I mean, I, I remember one time he was deep on the left wing uh, about as far – in that corner as you can get without being out of bounds. And he, he did drain the three-point shot, but it was – I just watched – it was like a spoke. I mean, he just kept moving, moving, moving. He's making other people move, which I know that's been almost a constant complaint at times. Coach, how do you how do you keep kids moving? Well, I think last night showed you need an energizer bunny like Nick Smith Jr. out there who's going to force the others to have to move. Well, you know, the, the greatest part about a player like him is that it's contagious, you know, uh, because of his movement. You know, I was always saying, make sure when you move the ball, you move yourself. And and, and <laughs> yeah. in order to move yourself, if if you go to a spot and, and, and they need help, you're able to retrieve back and when you're paying attention to what's happening to the ball. So with Nick, it's it's, a, it's an automatic. He, his eyesight is, is tremendous because he picks out spots to go to that no other player basically is not in it. 
Uh, I saw him a few times under the under the baseline, uh, hauling around, and then all of a sudden he pops out, crush, dashes across the floor, picks up the pass, and, and the thing about him is he's probably one of the few players, and I think Black can do it too, that can pass the ball off of a dribble. A lot of guys can't do that, and then, and it's how he ever done. He can he, he can do those kind of things. So that's a gift. Uh, you can work at that and work at it, and maybe become pretty decent at it. But when you're as natural as he as he can perform it, it's it's kind of like a gift that was given to him by the good man. You mentioned the word contagious. So Nick Smith had by far the best shooting night he's had all year, including from three point range. And Arkansas hadn't been a very good three point shooting team. But they were great last night. Everybody else was shooting well from three. Is that contagious as well? Very contagious. Very. It's just like when you're missing. Yeah, it's contagious. When you're yeah. losing, that's yeah. contagious. Everything can, mm-hmm. can become contagious. So, you know, we, the Razorbacks haven't been shooting the ball well and been able to stay in ball games. That's because they play tremendous defense. Tremendous. They're going to always have a chance to win you know, uh, a game simply because of the defense that they can create and make it some of their offense. But if you got a guy that you're adding to your ball club that can, can flash stick it, that gives nothing but confidence to the rest of the guys. And, 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 of course, it's the right time to be able to bring that confidence by uh, Musk giving him the opportunity to play, play his way because he, he more or less got to play his way into the kind of basketball shape he needs to be in. But uh, this guy doesn't look like he's missed a day of practice. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I'm hoping that the, the, the rest that he had in the first few minutes of the game are all gone behind it now. I, I think uh, it's all about confidence for him, too. So Arkansas might get seated anywhere from 6 to 10 going into the NCAA tournament, depending on what happens the rest of the year. Can one player make the difference in how far the Razorbacks go in the NCAA tournament? You know, with, with Musk's team, the super coach, I call him, I, I, you know, he, he got so many pieces that can can fulfill so many positions. I mean, there's the I think every one of his players could play on the perimeter. Anytime you can get five guys that can play on the perimeter, he's probably got seven or eight guys can play. He, he's got a kid that I have never really seen much of and and uh, uh, tremendous basketball player. Uh, yes, one one player can can also have a chance to help you to go further than maybe everybody anybody anticipates. But he's got the kind of team, in, in my estimation, that is very hard to match up to. Very very difficult to match up. And and when you can't match up, there's <laughs> What do you do? And and that's a good problem for us to have them not being able to match up with. Did you used to count passes in your games or have somebody <laughs> count the number of passes? I, I couldn't hear that far. Did, they? Did, when, when, did you have somebody, a manager or somebody, who's, who charted the number of passes your team made in a game? <laughs> No, it wasn't very many passes made. <laughs> well, can you? They, they, you know, they, they want to make two hundred passes a game. They made two hundred and sixty-six passes last night. Have you ever heard of anything like that before? No, I, I wasn't interested in all those numbers. 
I know when I played, uh, it seemed like we passed it 199 <laughs> a half. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I'm, I was the type that, you know, you, you, you start playing keep away. You know, you, they keep it away from you, us, and we keep it away from you. And that means we just pass, 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 pass up some of the shots that usually can be taken. But, you know, each each coach has his style and his position of how he wants to play. I I would have loved to have been able to get, get down the floor, that's what we worked on, down and back in five and a half seconds and run your figure eight. And then that's getting it up there and getting it back and getting the shot up and getting it back. Uh, uh, that, that would, and then there's time that, maybe it would take five or six passes to get something that we needed to have. The thing that I would really like about our team is, and this one's kind of similar, You, they go to the guy that seems to have a, the hot hand at times. For example, the other night, uh, Debo, he, he was hitting some shots that was just amazing because he had gained more of his confidence a little bit. And, and then it looks like when he cooled off somebody else, kind of stepped up and made some shots. But what, what, what is good about this team is that they can attack the basket so well, and when they're shooting free throws, there's their handful to deal with. And I don't care who's on the floor for them. Do you turn on right. the TV at 6 o'clock and just watch basketball nonstop? Did you watch all those games last night, like Missouri, Mississippi State, how good it was, A&M, Tennessee? you watch those games as well? Do it. I do. I, I so I can make some comparisons of what what we're doing here, what they're doing there. Sometimes if I get the Blue Devils in Kansas, you know, I I, I spend a, a lot more time watching games and and uh, you know trying to anal, analyze the games a little bit different than the guys who are doing the color on television. <laughs> I, I'm trying to see it through a coach's eyes instead of a fan who have attended a lot of basketball games. All right, Coach, there there is a new player on the team, and uh, he wears number 11. That's uh, he's the new the, player. Oh, Graham? Graham, he's, he's, a, taller, he's a taller version <laughs> of uh, Al Dillard because when he comes in, Jalen Graham has one objective. It's to put the ball in the basket. In the yeah. And, and this seems to be coinciding, if you will, with all these other pieces starting to come together. I mean, when Jalen Graham comes in the ball game, I, I'm saying get it to him. And this guy yeah. is able to finish inside with multiple moves. Now, the other day against Florida, those those post guys were just, I mean, they were. Oh, he wore him out. He, wore him out. He's, he's, he's incredible. I mean, he's a man. That's what I would say. He's a, he's a man. And what uh, a, a spark. Of, is that not such a spark, Coach, at this time of time. the year as you're coming down the stretch run? Big time. You know, and the thing that I would be more concerned about in, in the fact that a lot of the players, or some of the players, I should say, has logged a lot of minutes this year, a lot of minutes. And, and you're going into the tournament time, you know, that, that it's not so much of execution of the offense. <clears throat> it's stamina. I mean, you want to play as good as you can going down the stretch. 
know, and sometimes he's given it all, and then there's nothing else to give. So you've got a guy who's been averaging 38, 39 minutes a game. He's not the same guy that averaged 25 minutes a game with all the attributes that he's had. So that's why it's important that you reach a certain peak in your conditioning and playing that you maintain and, and you're able to, to, to get through uh, things that uh, because of conditioning, because of fatigue. You know, fatigue will make cowards of us all. That's just the bottom line. And when you get tired, it's just tough. Your shots are not as good. You're not as crisp. You're not as, you know, you're not as alert. And all those things begin to happen. Those are the only things that would be more of a concern than anything else. So Arkansas is going to Alabama Saturday. You, you went there many times. This is the highest rank they've ever been. Uh, can you take the momentum from beating two teams that aren't as good, quite frankly? Now you got Smith back. Everything's going well. How do you think Arkansas will do Saturday at Alabama? I think they'll play well. I think they I think they got a chance to win in the ball game. Uh, and that's all. That's that's the bottom line. You know, uh, he, he's he's got all of his pieces moving in in the right direction, and and and. And, and the things that he can do with his ball club, and you know, that's why people who are not in his practices every day and don't know the real reason why this guy didn't play or that day, only the coach who who spent hours and hours with the, with those players know exactly what they can basically do and and not do. There's very few players that practice one way and play another. Most of them. Will practice the way they, they, I mean, play them the way they've been practicing. Okay, three games to go before the tournaments. What, what do you, if, what are you as a coach are hoping to accomplish before you get into what you call the next season? Well, the thing that you want, hopefully, that that has been has already given you a situation where winning is where you've got to go because usually if you don't, at the tournament level, you go home. Now you just got a game to play. You're not, you shouldn't, I mean, we talk about the next game, but that shouldn't be important right now because you, you haven't gotten there. It's the game they play against Alabama. That's the most important game in the entire season. Mm-hmm. That's the most important game. And that's the only game you should concentrate on. That's the only game. That's not uh, somebody else speaking. That's how I would feel. That, uh, that you got three games, yeah, but we don't, we only got one game to play. Because you know we're not promised to be here. So so just let's see if we can get this one game out of the way. And if we can, then we'll get to the next game and see what happens. I mean, I, I think when when I think in terms of that way of approaching the game, I will be ready to play that particular team. I'm not wondering. Well, let's see, we play here, then we we got to go by and beat this team, and and uh, we need to take this to the game. No, you don't need none of all that. You need one concentration: the game at hand. Period. Coach, you were talking about all the minutes that some of the players have played, which there's no argument with that. Uh, you hope now that you're going to see the balance of of those numbers beginning to kind of level out. 
uh, especially now that Nick is back and in what seems to be the resurgence of Jalen Graham. So, Rick, kind of asked you, what what do you do between now and such and such? I think, and I felt the same way about Nick Smith Jr., and that was you could tell he had the fresh legs. I mean, he was the one that was move, move, move. Oh, yeah. The rest of them were kind of with their tongues still hanging out and grabbing their shorts. But if you're Coach Musselman, what do you do, Coach, between now and Alabama, speaking of Alabama, how you can kind of get the kids off their legs, but yet you don't want to lose any of of, of the sharpness, if you will, that they, they've been building up. How do you balance that? Because well, nothing, first, nothing first can all, substitute for rest, can it not, at this point? Nothing. Because uh, when, when, you, when you're, what I would say, all we're doing now is tuning up a car. We tune mm-hmm. it up. Just tune it. That's all. I don't need no practice. My practices are over. Now it's tune-up time. That's 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 less time on the floor, less time on the body. Less. I'm trying to now preserve the body to to give me everything it's got for that one game that's coming up. And then I'll do the same thing if and everything works out. The same thing. That means that I'm not out there burning you in practice and expect for you to be burned in the game when I expect for you to play you know, a lot harder simply because the adrenaline flows a lot. You know you have to hopefully win. And so all this takes a toll on the body and the mind. I always say that not only do you get your body in shape, but the mind has to be in shape. Mm-hmm. So so rest is, is the key. So so there would be time that I worked out 45 minutes. Let's go home. The coach says practice. No, we don't need to practice. Bring your practice that you got all this energy. Bring it tomorrow. We need it. <laughs> That's when we need to. That you know, we've already did the Cleveland Hills and the mountains and all that. That's over. With. That's to get you to this point. Now we need to go ahead and conserve, so now we can explode. It's kind of like the thoroughbred horse racing. You know, I, I'm gonna give you your head now. You know, I've been holding you a little bit. But now it's time to let me go. And if I don't have the legs to go, then I may not be as good or effective. But I, I suspect with the players that he's got, it'll it, 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 it take a very good basketball team to beat the Razorbacks at this point. Well, they play a couple very good ones coming up. Yeah, isn't it interesting, Coach? I don't know if you ever looked at the standings, standings in the SEC. There's basically Alabama and Texas A&M at the top. There's LSU, South Carolina, and Ole Miss at the bottom. So that's five out of 14 teams. The other nine, you could almost throw them in a hat, and their records are almost identical. Have you ever seen that much parity in this league? No, I, I didn't. It's not, not, not like it is going on right now. Uh, you know, Rick, the deal is that anybody can beat you. And, every, you know, even as bad as it those guys looked last night. It, it wasn't that they're so bad. It's that Arkansas was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, and then he, he may go off the, the next night and, and, and be totally different. I, I don't know. Didn't Georgia beat Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> you hey, know? That, they won six so, games so. last year. They've won 16 this year. So they're obviously a lot better than they were a year ago. Yeah, 
And then when you label all those teams that are right there, even the top four is can't every night beat the teams that you just listed at the bottom. That's how tough the league is. You know, every every night, every night, except for a couple of nights that they don't play very well, but you'd have to play real not so good at all to to lose with what's going on with with this team right now. Well, to your point, South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina is one of the teams I mentioned. They won at Kentucky. Uh, LSU's okay. won. LSU's won one game. They beat Arkansas. You know that's so. You're right. Anybody can beat you. You better be ready to play. You better have them strap them on. This, this is strap on. <laughs> All right, Coach. Hang on. We got to step away for a moment. That is Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. It's time for Rollin' with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. And Rick, if if you would, before we go to Dwayne, he's got a question or comment for the coach. If you would talk about the Yvonne Richardson mm-hmm. Foundation, sure. Please. It's a it's an organization, nonprofit, started by Coach Richardson that has, in memory of his uh, daughter, that has helped hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of young people in Arkansas and surrounding areas through the years. And if you'd like to help toward that cause, we'll say again, Coach Richardson does not benefit one penny from this. This all goes to help others. And you can do that by sending a check to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, Y-V-O-N-N-E, Richardson Foundation, 4057, North Humount, H-U-G-H-M-O-U-N-T, Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704, 4057, North Humount Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. And whatever amount you choose to give will be, uh, will be a blessing to someone who is in need. Very good. Let's talk with uh, Dwayne. Dwayne, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Coach Richardson? I do. Um, I've always loved to listen to the Razorback basketball on radio and stuff, and I just love Nolan the way he always coached. And I was just curious if Coach Musselman ever asked Nolan for advice or get his input on how things were going with the team. So coach, well, no. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, does Musselman ever ask you for advice? No, I mean, you know, all, all coaches have their own feelings. Uh, usually when when coaches take over, it's not so much about advice. Sometimes you get a chance to, to uh, speak with his uh, players uh, if, if, if at any time. My door is always open for any, anything that I can do to help. Uh, usually, like I said, usually the coaches that take over programs, that's, that's kind of their, that's their domain. And, and I, sometimes they, they may or may not ask for any kind of uh, help uh, or any suggestions or anything of that nature. Not that I would be opposed to, to doing anything that, that I could help this basketball team uh, 
win a championship. Well, Coach, I, I, I need all your help that you can give me and <laughs> advice on the social media aspect on how to work Instagram and, oh and, and Twitter and all that. Can, uh, can I can I learn from you on all these social uh, social <laughs> platforms, Coach? I don't. I don't pay any attention. I don't. I can't even. I can't even dial up a platform. Let's let know what they're saying. Uh, if I don't order. catch you on the tube. If I don't catch it on the tube, boy, I won't catch it. <laughs> Aren't you glad that stuff uh, wasn't around when you coached? Yeah, I tell you, Randy. Like I said, always you got a. You got twenty-seven thousand. We got the biggest assistant group in in, in the world helping us coach. So. So, uh, you know, when I look down and see all these assistant coaches and I then I look at up in our stands and I see some more and I said, damn, they, they, they got 50,000 coaches for each player. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what you mean. I, the game has become so analytical, like the, the number game. I mean, again, I can only say that there's only two sets that are so important and one is the, the W. And the other one is the L. And, and, and no matter what you do and how you do what you do, you want to end up with the W. Mm-hmm. If, you, if somebody can figure that out and tell me how to do that, I'll, and I'll be a happy, happy person. <laughs> uh, I, to this day, I, I, I want to pinch myself because in junior college, we won 37-0. and 0. I never dreamed we'd go 10-0, and 0, but we kept winning so I kept basically doing the same thing, and it worked. And the next year, we didn't win that many, but I got promoted up to a, a, bit, a bigger, better job. But uh, it's all about W and L. Uh, I, and I know you, you can look at your stat sheet and get a picture, but I don't want to get the picture because I saw it, because I saw <laughs> what we did when we, when we did it. So... Fix that. I think that's the, the, was the bottom line. How, how much of that can I fix and not worry about all the other things? Uh, I mean, how many boards did we out-rebound them by? I don't worry about those kind of things. I mean, put the players in the position that they can help you win the most with their team. Uh, you know, putting people in the right place, substituting at the right time, getting timeouts at the right All those things become more important. Uh, as opposed to to the, to the stats that that may may love you may love them or hate them, but they're just there. They're just not there for what I want. You mentioned a guy called you and asked you, Dwayne. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I called. Thank he, you. He asked if Musselman asked for your advice. Now, obviously, you've been out of coaching for a while, and maybe somebody does still ask you for advice. But when you were coaching. Was there somebody that you consulted with or was an advisor to you at all or maybe even who some of your best friends in coaching were when you were coaching? Well, you know, one of my one of my buddies was Rick Pitino. Uh, I played a little golf with him. He asked me questions about how come I pressed the trap in the middle and I shared information and vice versa. Um, uh, uh, Kelvin Sampson, I've, been, I've spent some time with him. Uh, he, you know, he invited me over to the school, and, and when he was at OU, uh, I spent some time with a, a few, not not as many coaches. Uh, 
apparently speaking with Coach Anderson, Mike, at times, from time to time, to see what, what I can do to help. Uh, my doors are open, and and I think I, I reached out to John Thompson. He and I and Cheney became very close and talked basketball from time to time, most of the time about the, the things that are happening in our country that may not be right. And hopefully we can get some of those things changed. So it wasn't all about basketball. It was about people living together in harmony and peace and playing the game the way it was meant to be played. Coach, i got a couple of questions for you from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. Mitch says, would you please ask Coach, does he still coach from the couch when watching the Hogs? <laughs> I, if, if I didn't do that, then I, that's why I don't get a chance to go to games as much. You know, I get to see a re, replay and re, then I can correct myself. I know, man, I missed that one, you know. <laughs> so, but... You can't you can't replay it at, at the game, but I no I I don't I don't do a lot of I think when I first got out of the coaching and was was thrown out, out of coaching or whatever you want to put uh, I kind of didn't watch basketball for at least a couple of years mm-hmm. not at all not much at all I pay attention to it uh, uh, I think when I started back paying more attention was when I, I went to Mexico and coached the Olympic team then and then the Panamanian team and then over to the WNBA. That gave me just a different outlook of what it uh, – and that was good for me because now I I, I got a chance to, to deal in every every level. It started in the seventh grade. And, and when I finished, I'm in the WNBA, and I know nothing about female basketball. But I, I got a chance to, to see it. And know it, and now I can watch it. Uh, matter of fact, I watch a lot of it when they're on. So if you're asking me if I just watch the games, yes, I do. More, I'm a lot more than I than I used to. How did the WNBA opportunity come about? Just because they knew you were a legend in Tulsa, or, or what? What that, connected that you was there? The, that was the bottom line. I had some of the friends of mine that were owners that bought the club, and they thought if I could. Uh, just get it started and get off the seat and get some fans involved. Uh, that, that That's kind of the role that I was supposed to try to play in and, and, and try to win a few games. But uh, it lasted over a year and, and about two games. Uh, uh, it, it was a tough job because I, I knew that I couldn't push them the way I would be able to push my, my, my male, male players i mean just uh-huh. push 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 and 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 day after day because the females are more pattern type basketball you know they run plays all the time and and if you're playing my style of basketball you're taught how to read and re- and, and react uh, a lot more so you know to me i would have to have to go out and recruit or, or buy the best female players i could because when they sent the team from Detroit to Tulsa, not one first stringer came with the team. All second strings. Oh my gosh. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> That's great. 
All right, hey, all right, Coach, we've got one more segment with you. That's Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks once again to our friends at Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. That Hungry Mills sounds mighty good right now. Drop Time Sports will continue in a moment. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined once again by Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks to our friends at Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Now, there's a lot of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's serving Central Arkansas. And, yes, now in Cabot. And they've got the Hungry Meal, which is not one, uh, never mind, seven, seven chicken tenders with Texas Toast Fries and Medium Drink. There is the Chicken Wings deal, the eight-wing meal, eight chicken wings with Texas Toast Fries and Medium Drink. Then you got the combo, the tenders and the wings, five chicken tenders, five chicken wings, all in one meal with Texas Toast Fries and Medium Drink. That is what you will find on an everyday basis, plus more at your local Slim Chickens, thanks to our friends, Scott and Company at Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Okay, I was wondering, Nolan, when we were talking to you about the WNBA, before you took that job, did you ever watch the movie A League of Their Own, the uh, Women Baseball League in the <laughs> 40s, maybe to get some tips Tom on Hanks. how to coach? You, you say about the Women's Baseball yeah, League? Yeah, did you ever watch that movie, A League of Their Own? I, I think I did. I'm, I'm, it, it was it was about it was about when uh, in World War II uh, they actually had a women's league because so many of the men were away fighting, and uh, Tom Hanks played the manager. Anyway, I was just wondering if maybe you got some tips on how to coach uh, females from watching <laughs> well, I wish, that movie. I wish, I wish you would call me when I was coaching them girls. I was just watch anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Well, again, Rick, that, that to me that I I can say that that I, I learned a lot about uh, uh, not only the men's game side of it, boys side of it, but I was able to to spend a, a year learning a little bit about the women's pro side of the game too. And I'm I'm glad I really am glad that I I took advantage of that opportunity to learn something. Coach, I've got another. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Coach. I got another one for you. Jason says, Coach, just curious your thoughts. I know you're not at practice, but who is your starting five based upon watching from TV? Who would you like to see coming off the bench, and how many players would you play? Oh well, that that wouldn't. Yeah, that'd be be very difficult. For me to just pick a five, but I think he's looking at what he's got out there at times. Well, you just flip a coin to who who wants to play first, <laughs> who wants to be on the second group to go in. You know, I had I had several ways of playing. I could platoon, uh, yeah, or bring in three or two. Uh, it just depends on the makeup of the game and with the time for talent. And you know, sometimes you you. You lose players because you're over-talented, which is a good problem to have. It's better.
better to be that way than the other way around. So, so because of, of the, my background coming from places where uh, you didn't have the talent to, to go up against some of the bigger teams, so you out you did other things to offset those things. And with that basketball team, just about anyone at some point could, could be a starter. Uh, I always I always felt and believed that you put players in a position that can help you win or help the team win or put them in the position. And so Muss has got some really good players. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed how he's able to, to keep them happy uh, because that's, that's the hardest thing uh, is to be able to play a lot of players. A lot of coaches feel they lose control when they have a lot of players in and out of the ball game. I, I, I never felt that way. Kyle I, I wants think to that. know. I'm sorry, Coach. Yeah. Uh, Kyle wants to know what's Devor doing right now. Is he in the States? Did you ever watch Devor play tennis? Oh, I, I knew he played tennis. He's state champion, probably in the tennis at, at the Fayetteville High School. I saw Davo Ray Mike last week. He was here at the house. Somebody, they're doing some care. Uh, uh, kind of a, 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 a documentary. He came in and just uh, visited with the people that he was doing it. They came here and spent two, three hours with me on two two days in a row and headed back home. He's, he's married now. And, and he's, you know, he's... Uh, uh, he's contemplating trying to maybe move into back into the United States. So uh, I was I was very pleased, very happy to see Davo. Do you keep up with most of the guys that you coached, or do you stay in touch with them? That do they text you or call you very frequently? Yes, my old my old players do. Uh, it's funny. I, I I was on the phone too uh, about two hours with a couple of them. Uh, talking basketball, uh, they played for me at Tulsa University, hmm. and they, it's not very far from here, so uh, I get a chance to go over, reminisce with them. Uh, I got my man Emo, Emo, I talk to about once to two or three times uh, a week. Uh, sometimes, you know, they go a little longer than that. And Blake, I've had got a conversation with him so you know if I kept going back and forth Lee Mayberry is part of my family so I see him from time to time Mm -hmm. so you know it's just even players from Western Texas Junior College that played on that national championship team uh, three or four of those guys are shooters hello at me and pick up the phone and yell, yeah, just checking on you, coach, that's all. So that's, that's the, I guess that's the beauty of it all, to be able to look back and see some of the young men now, grandfathers, I said, man, I wow. think grandfathers, oh. yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that? Uh, see, yeah. when, I, when I think of the years I spent <laughs> in sports information, when I think of the athletes, I still picture them as, they were when they were 19 or 20 yeah. years old. You're right, seeing right. these guys. Yeah. It's got to be a shock to you to see some of them that are in their 40s. Yeah, here's, here's, here's and my and older. Here's my grandson. I said, you what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I 
but I got a great great granddaughter. Oh, it's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of used to it now. Hey, hey I, I don't ask them about their sons anymore. Hey, I just grandson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Yeah, time flies. I had, guys, I had the sound does. off last night, so maybe y'all can fill me in, but I had the sound off, but they did a, a, a piece on uh, Ronnie Brewer Jr. What mm. did did you I, get a chance to see that? Yes. Um, yeah, I, 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 I saw, I, I saw some of that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was, it was a conversation about him and his dad to me mm-hmm. uh, playing and being a part of the Razorback family up here, and he's still, you know, he's still uh, one of the assistants, and and they show pictures of his dad uh, and him together, things of that nature. Uh, just like a Razorback, uh, a full cycle of, of, of uh, family member playing on his son and, and one of them is now an assistant that both of them went to the same school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Uh, I had the sound down too, Randy, but that was during a commercial so uh, on the radio, so I did turn it up and listen. Same thing about what a big deal it was to wear the Razorback jersey because he grew up in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and – yeah. That doesn't mean you're going to be a Razorback, but it did for him. And, of course, his dad was a – Ronnie was a really good player. His dad was yeah. better. His dad was definitely better. His dad was Thanks. a sensational oh, player. Boothead was the best. Boot, yeah. Boothead was – he was awfully good. He was yeah. way ahead of his time. Coach, as always, a blessing and an honor. Look forward to next week. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. That is Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas.